All righty. Um, hi, I'm Georgia, compulsive overeater. <clears throat> and um, I kind of disagree with this person that wrote this about depression because, you know, uh, service is, is wonderful, but if you're clinically depressed, that ain't going to do it. You know, we need, we need outside help. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I became um, a compulsive overeater after I was born. <laughs> um, it didn't hear its ugly head until I was probably about 13. And <clears throat> two things happened. I started puberty. And, <clears throat> you know, with puberty, you get curves. And my parents immediately told me I was fat, <clears throat> which I wasn't. And I, I did get depressed. I was depressed before that, but I did get depressed at the same time. And they took me to a doctor and got me on diet pills, <clears throat> which I immediately got addicted to. And um, so that started me on a lifetime of gaining and losing and gaining and losing. And I would get down to my goal weight and then I would... Um, you know, put it on, put it all back on, and, and always a little more, just a little bit more. And it wasn't out of hand until after I had my son. And once that happened, um, I got a, I, I, I got severely depressed too, and got up to my very highest weight. <clears throat> and um, could not stop eating um, everything. It didn't matter what it was. It was everything. Um, you know, I, I I didn't know how depressed I was until I ended up in a hospital. And, and then they told me, you know, um, are you suicidal? Well, they, they asked me that. And I was shocked. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, well, you're severely depressed. And I said, I am. You know, I didn't even know. I, that's how out of touch I was with my feelings and how um, badly I had tampered everything down. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a horse throat this morning. Um, and so, uh, and so um, that started me on a lifetime of therapy, which I've been in off and on ever since. And um, um, I've, I've learned a lot through therapy. I've learned a lot through medication. But the one thing that therapy can't do is cure me of this disease. It can help with the depression, you know, and but I have to do it all the time. You know, I have to go back to therapy periodically because um, I have two diseases, well, more than that. But <clears throat> it's not just the food disease, but I, I talked to a doctor yesterday and I... Depression is a disease too for me because I'm clinically depressed and and I I'm fine for a while and then I'm not and then I'm fine for a while and then I'm not and it's just always been that way and from what I understand it's always going to be that way no matter what I do so anyway um, I went to therapy and I got well enough to where I started to care about myself again. <clears throat> Because at that point, I didn't care at all. I, I didn't take care of myself. I didn't take care of anything. I did not care. And so I got to the point where I cared enough to go back to Weight Watchers. Now, notice I said back to Weight Watchers because I'd been on 
Weight Watchers, Schick, Nutrisystem, uh, Jenny Craig. Um, oh, there was something. Oh, I, I, and I did. There was every everything else you can think of. And I did Optifast too. Lost weight on all of them. Couldn't keep it weight off for more than a day. You know, it would just, the minute I got off whatever the plan was, I started gaining weight again. So anyway, I, I went to Weight Watchers. I lost a few pounds and then I couldn't lose anymore. And I started getting discouraged again. And I kept thinking, what is wrong? What is wrong? Therapy didn't address it. You know, they didn't really address my eating disorder. And, um, uh, you know, I, but I knew there was something wrong. And I, I read every self-help book that you could think of. You know, um, I, I did everything I knew to do. And finally, one night I was sitting oh, at home. And this is how long it was ago. Um, I was looking in the yellow pages and saw Overeaters Anonymous. And I thought, what the heck is that? I had no idea. I mean, I'd heard of AA, but I'd never heard of Overeaters Anonymous. So um, this was in 1983. And I went that night to a meeting at the Covina Hospital. And like everybody else, I thought, oh, geez, they're praying. They're, you know, they're hugging. They're, what is this? This is gross. And um, I, I, too, thought it was some kind of a cult. You know, they were going to brainwash me. But you know what made me come back <clears throat> was I heard person after person after person say what was in my head. You know, I have all these voices going on in my head and they were all saying what I'd been thinking and they were all talking about the things I'd been doing and I was shocked. And so that's what made me come back. And after a few more meetings, I realized I'm home. I finally found my tribe, you know, and um, so I kept coming and I worked all the steps. I had a number of sponsors that I worked with, but I worked all the steps several times, actually. But it was different with each sponsor. So that was good. And um, I stayed in that program religiously for 12 years, but I, I, I was in I realized I was in longer than that because I would go every now and then to a meeting here and there, but it was sporadic. And then I just quit. I just quit. And of course, well, let me back up a minute. When I when I was in a way religiously, I lost all my weight, got down to um let's say, let's say wedding weight. You know, <laughs> everybody knows what that means. Yeah, I was a skinny mini and I just, I thought, well, I know this program now. I don't need to come all the time. You know, I don't need to, to be here all the time. And <clears throat> for a little while, it worked. For, for a short while, it worked. And then I got less and less and less. And finally, my eating just, uh, first of all, I have to say, and I say this all the time, I don't eat sugar. <clears throat> I can't because it turns that switch on in my head that just says go. And so I had to stay away from it. Well, after I left OA, that I, I jumped back into the sugar. That led me to um, uh, a number of years of misery. I ate through a divorce. I ate through deaths. Um, I ate through a new job. 
you know, everything and <clears throat> got me up to 213 pounds that I know of. I'm only five foot two. So, you know, and I'm not big boned. <laughs> um, so I, I, I believe I got higher than that, but I, I quit weighing after that. And, um, and so I, I, I got to the point where my, the worst part of my disease was I was buying six big, big candy bars at a time and eating those and washing it down with broccoli. And that was my idea of a balanced diet. That was a balanced diet. That was the best I could do. In the meantime, I was miserable. Um, you know, prior prior to all of this, I, I was scared of everything. I run on fear. I was afraid to ride, drive the freeway. I was afraid to go upstairs in the mall. I was afraid to get a job. Um, you know, everything I was afraid of, everything. And I even got a little bit agoraphobic where I didn't want to leave the house. Um, <clears throat> so once I got into OA, I kind of got over that. OA got me back to school. You know, um, it got me, it, it did get me through a divorce, although I ate through that. Um, but I got through school and because of, of all the things I had learned in a way, um, it got me to where I was able to get a bachelor's degree in art. And then, um, and I got a job. I got a job as an art teacher and, and it actually got me through a master's degree in art. And um, I also, because I, I listen to, you know, once you're in OA, you can't, it's like being Catholic. Once you're Catholic, you can't get rid of some of that stuff, you know? It's with you, whether you like it or not. And, and OA was the same thing. And they told me, go ahead and be afraid, but do it anyway. And I ended up, this is the person that couldn't drive the freeway. I ended up getting on planes and flying to um, Europe by myself and um, sometimes taking students with me. And I did that, I don't know, five or six times, I think. Um, <clears throat> that would have never happened before. Never happened before. And I'm probably gonna cut this short because I, what happened as, after I got onto the chocolate and broccoli diet for a <laughs> while, you know, I was getting sicker and sicker. Everything hurt, okay, everything hurt. Um, I didn't feel good and I was getting more and more depressed again. And so I thought, go back to a meeting, you know, you dumbass, go back to a meeting. <laughs> and so I came in here one night to Skivvy and thinking, I'm not going to see anybody I used to know because I used to have some friends in here. <clears throat> First person I see is Stan. I remember when Stan came in, you know, the next person I saw was Daryl. I remember when Daryl came in. I, it was just, it was just shocking to me that the same people would be here. And also reassuring, was very reassuring that they were here. Um, I needed, uh, you know, what I needed was an anchor, a foundation. And I'll be honest with you, I had found it here. 
So no matter what, I try to keep coming to meetings. Right now I make three meetings a week and I need those. And um, <clears throat> and I do do therapy. Um, I have to. <clears throat> I'm on medication. I have to. I still don't eat sugar. I have to. I have to do these things for my own well-being. Um, but I'll tell you what, it makes life a lot better, a lot easier, because when my head gets going, I know how I, I have the tools to, if not turn it off, at least slow it down. And I have people I can call and places I can be, you know, and um, I'm just, I, I, I'm not a recovered overeater. I will never be a recovered overeater but I am a recovering overeater um, because I know that it would take that much for me to get right back on that bandwagon and I don't want to do that. So thank you for listening. The few of you that are here. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people online. Yay. <laughs>